Welcome back to Battle of the Bald. This is our sixth and final episode, The Chemist. The reason that Gavin Hollander wasn't too concerned with sneaking by the police and into Donovan Labs was because he was already there. The Harry Boys had broken in several days ago to set up their makeshift studio in one of the unused labs. Oh, I got the whole thing on my security cameras. This is Mr. Charles Donovan from episode one the owner and building manager of Donovan Labs. Like a small army invading in the night, cracking open windows and shit. Thousands in property damage at this point. Unfortunately for Gavin Hollander's captors, which included yours truly, Charles Donovan was at home asleep and the facility didn't have overnight security. My phone was blowing up in the middle of the night, buzzing and making noise because I got a security system that alerts my phone and wakes up my damn dog. Usually it's just a squirrel or a raccoon trying to have sex with its reflection in one of the windows and bumping too hard on the glass. But that night I figured I might as well go and check it out. What Mr. Donovan discovered was that his facility had been completely taken over by the Harry Boys and walking into his own building would be a suicide mission. A sign plastered to each and every door read in Sharpie, Harry Boys only keep out. All right, Harry boys, we are back at it in our new headquarters, Donovan Labs, which we may or may not have full legal permission to be using. Nobody better accuse me of not going the distance to entertain my audience. I'll tell you that much, because literally, listen, listen, listen. Harry boys, meet the boys in blue. The HPD is outside. You think they're here for an autograph or something? Gavin Hollander was downright giddy for the attention he was getting. Many were calling on the owners of Cornstop to shut down his account, but as they were receiving more hits on their site in one day than in the sum total of their history, they refused. There she is right outside. Margaret, my lovely lady, that big brain bitch is gonna save us all, making a one-time exception to our no girls allowed policy. Margaret stood outside with HPD, ensuring them that she was willing to comply with the group's demands and do her best to concoct a cure for Revitalize's disfiguring side effects. The police negotiator attempted to get at least one hostage released in exchange for Margaret, and to their surprise, Gavin agreed to release Sean's head of PR, Charlotte. It was so cool to be released from captivity. I felt like I was a celebrity on the red carpet, except everybody was cops. What was it like in there for you? I mean, you know, you were right next to me. They kind of just kept us in a dark little lab room with a couple guards outside. And then there was that thing that happened. Holy shit! Is that a dead human? Yes! Fellas, dinner is served! Ah! There were suddenly all these squirrels in the room that just plunged into Donnie's, you know corpse and one of them had this like little metal helmet on his head with a couple of green lights i can confirm everything charlotte is saying here we were horrified at the sight but also mystified that we were hearing the voice of an actual squirrel being amplified from a speaker on the table above us 
Hey, don't you look at us while we eat. You're making us nervous. Oh my god. Did they give us bath salts or something? Yeah. Oh, hey, that squirrel's got a little head on. Shut your mouth, humans. Ugh. Why is there hair in this thing? At the time, I was unaware that one of the other researchers renting space at Donovan was doing research on translating squirrel thoughts into a computerized voice. The talking squirrel seemed to be the leader of this group of hungry critters and recognized that Bonnie, Pistol, Charlotte, and myself were also victims held captive at Donovan. So once things settled down, we were told the tale. So, uh, yeah, while Dr. Kevin did give me the gift of language, he only had plans to keep us in cages and profit off of our misery. So we ate him. Been living in the walls ever since. A little bit after the big squirrel speech, the door opened up and they scampered back into the dark. That's when the hairy boys let me go. And I guess I just tried to, like, repress all my memories of the human-eating, talking squirrel. It was all a little too much to process. More on our new friends later. Margaret, welcome back to your old abode and onto the show. Where's my son? What do you mean? He's right here. Back in the laboratory for the first time since Revitalize was invented, Margaret saw what had become of her son. His hair down to his feet, his eyes downcast amidst a drooping, unnaturally wrinkled face, swollen in spots, and bruised from a hairy boy beatdown. Sean! I really hope you can figure this out, Mom. I just want to be a balding idiot again, I swear. Well, let's see what we can do. I definitely can't run the lab all on my own. Be my lab assistant one more time? <laughs> yeah, right. I'll just screw things up. Normally, I would agree, but... Just follow my lead and we might be able to figure this thing out. <laughs> okay, then. Y'all see this? That's how you end up with the whole country of beta male cuck babies. All these Kodak moments and too many hugs. My father fed me T-bone steaks before my teeth were done growing in and refused to talk to me for months at a time, making me strong for the brutalities of the real world. <laughs> uh, tissue, sir? Never hand me a tissue. That sniffle was from cocaine. Expensive cocaine. All right? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Margaret and Sean suited up. Long latex gloves, safety glasses, and white coats down to their knees. Going along with Gavin's religious metaphor, they had passed from confession to atonement. A woman wearing a white lab coat. Now, that used to make me extremely uncomfortable until I realized that both scientists and women are pathological liars. Now it makes me uncomfortable when a man wears one. I hope your audience is a patient one, Gavin. Science requires a good deal of trial and error. Literally, the cops are outside. So how about this? Every hour you don't have a solution to our little disfigurement I go over to the captives we've still got and pour 10 cans of Revitalize down their gullet like I did your driver. Gavin, that's... I mean, be reasonable. There's no way we can work with that timeline. We'll never find a cure if you won't compromise, man. Remember, you just let a hostage go and now I'm here? 
Ever heard of no more Mr. Nice Guy? We need us some results now. It was clear to Margaret and Sean that Gavin wasn't going to budge on his timeline. Sitting in the hostage room, completely unaware of this deal, was Pistol, Bonnie, and myself. We were dealing with something far more unusual. Humans! My scouts at the vents tell me that the monster's on the hole mean to kill you, and soon! Oh, shit. Hollander! Yeah, just thought you might want to know. Bye. Wait! What? There has to be a reason you and your squirrel friends... Soldiers. Squirrel soldiers. Fellow squirrel soldiers are still here. Maybe you've had some trouble getting out of here with your cute little hands because of the doors and windows? Maybe. Well... What if we made a deal here? Back in the lab, Margaret and Sean hurried through their work, knowing full well they were making zero progress. Mom, we've got maybe 45 minutes until, you know. I know. Shut up. I'm thinking. Okay, cool. Well, while you're thinking, I'm going to go over there and make it look like we know what we're doing. Stop whispering to each other. The live stream microphones are picking up everything. Just be a good little beta boy and mind your mother, Sean. Here, give me that. Gavin, I'm going to need some testing rats over here. Hey, somebody get these weirdos some rats to screw with. 30 minutes left on the clock, everybody. Beakers are being filled up, rats are getting dripped on, and guns are loaded. What's going to happen next? Stay tuned. But probably a death. It was with about 20 minutes left to go when Margaret remembered something about her old days with Sean. Sean, Sean. Yeah, what's up? You got something? Do you remember your little concoction? Mom, I think we've established that Revitalize was really your doing. No, no, not that concoction. The the other one. The one you made on your own. Pretty sure you called it... Shit, what's it called? Wait. Formula Zero? Yes, yes, that's the one. Your brain finally turned on and did something. Hey, wait, I don't get how that would help. It's exactly what we need here. Sean, now listen to me. This is very, very important. Do you remember how you came up with it? What were the ingredients? Uh, nope. Shit, we're running out of time. Talk louder! This is bad live stream content. Apologies to all the boys at home watching on Porn Stop. These two were not trained content makers. You really don't remember how to make it? That was like forever ago. And you know I wasn't exactly an expert record keeper. I mean, half the time I was just throwing stuff together. Throwing stuff together. All right. Well, maybe do that. What are you talking about? Just follow your instincts. Formula Zero was very unique. Maybe it's in you somewhere. You want me to just start making it? But my instincts have always been terrible. Harry boys, I have no idea what the hell is happening here. Some sort of woo-woo bullshit, possibly. We got ten minutes left on the clock. Prep one of the hostages. The sister. Get the ugly, bald sister over here. Oh, fucking dick. All right. 
Sean, come on. You got this. Or rather, you don't got this. You don't got this at all. You're so far off the mark. Your thoughts are completely flawed. But that is your strength. It seems that millionaire playgirl Sean Applewhite has a bit of a self-esteem issue. Pretty pathetic to have problems that not even money can solve. How are we doing, Sean? You feeling good about how bad this feels? I think... maybe? Margaret watched intently as Sean mixed together a seemingly random assemblage of ingredients, like watching a child mix all of the soda options into one big cup at a fast food place. The people in the room have said that Sean's eyes practically went blank as he entered a zen-like trance, his hands moving about the cabinets for new ingredients like he was possessed by his former self. This is it. I'm pretty sure this is it. Are you sure? As sure as I can be. If memory serves me well, it does look pretty similar. Three minutes remaining, Apple Whites. What's the verdict here? This is it. Formula Zero. Dump a little bit of this stuff onto your head and... Bingo, bango. Your negative revitalized symptoms should practically melt away. That right, Sean? I'd like a man's opinion. Thank you very much. If you're looking for a solution to our problem, Gavin, that's it right there. All right, then. Seeing as you and I suffer from the same ailment, maybe we both apply the stuff at the same time, huh? Why should I be selfish, right? We really only made enough for one person to try it. It's okay. I'll use it, too. Can't really recommend a formula if I wouldn't use it on myself. Quick reminder from episode one about the effects of Sean's so-called Formula Zero. Oh, my God! Gross! What's happening to it? You melted the poor thing. Not a chemist. What do you expect? While Margaret was gearing up to help Sean and Gavin dump Formula Zero all over their heads, this was happening just down the hall. He wanted us to record this? Uh Uh-huh. Why? It's not going to go out on the live stream. I don't know. It's probably for some behind-the-scenes thing. Bonus content for the Patreon. Oh, hello there. Hush up. Daddy. We're here for you, actually, you bald freak. The guards both leaned down to pull Bonnie to her feet, and at that moment... Now, now, now! A hundred little red eyes lit up in the darkness at the back of the room. Whoa. Dude, what is that over there? <laughs> Dozens of hungry squirrels leapt onto the guards, seeking their teeth into them wherever they could. Shut up! Ow! Shut up! We gotta shut up! There was no way to prepare for this! But someone had already grabbed the guard's gun. Me. Not today, motherfuckers! And yes, I know this move breaks the rules of objective journalism, but my own life was on the line. Whoa! Microphone lady's got a gun! Oh my god! Oh god, I've never played this much before! The guards seemed to succumb to the thousands of tiny bites from this horde of lab critters. Yeah! Way to go, squirrel soldier friends! Okay, so, uh, now what? Meanwhile, down the hall, 
The live stream had reached its climactic moment of truth as Gavin and Sean held cups of sloshing Formula Zero over their heads. Several of the Harry boys offered to stand in as the guinea pig to test the new formula, but Gavin would have none of it. I hold in my hands a new chemical, my dear, dear Harry brethren. The horrible damage that's been done to our faces and hair will be just as swiftly undone by the very same people. Sir, there seems to be a commotion down the hall. Shut up. This is a moment. Sean, once our great hero, then our sworn enemy. Will you join me in making this all right again? Will you abandon your status as a beta cuck weakling and embrace the truth of male superiority? Uh, sure. Will you denounce the all-female remakes of classic guy movies like Ghostbusters and Ocean's 8? Fine. Will you denounce anti-male civil rights violations like ladies' nights at bars and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do this thing. The chemical might get stale. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Within a matter of seconds, a lot of things happened. Both Gavin and Sean doused their troll doll-like heads. But before much of the substance could cover Sean's head, Margaret tossed a liquid that she had a hunch could have a deadening effect on the acidic Formula Zero. It was called water. A few feet away, Gavin's head was now burning bright red from Formula Zero. The power of it surprising everyone in the room as it started to tear away at his hair, his skin, and eventually the bone that comprised his skull. Gavin Hollander's entire head was melting like a candle. As this was happening, the hallway was erupting into chaos as the army of squirrels flung themselves onto Gavin's remaining men, ripping throats and pulling on their waist-length hair. Pistol, Bonnie, and myself ran behind them, having no real need to use the guns we'd stolen. The rodents of Donovan Labs had got their revenge. Oh God, what just happened? I guess you're a chemist after all. Without their leader, the hairy boys crumbled. The few that weren't devoured by squirrels surrendered immediately. They preferred to retreat back behind their computers where they could safely hate. But instead, they were going to jail. Hey, mom. Is there a spot on my head? Would you look at that? You got your bald spot again. It's good to be back. Order! Order, please! I understand we have some celebrity figures here today in our courtroom, but that doesn't mean we can't be civil. After everything they went through, Margaret still sued Sean for millions. When asked how she could go through with it, she said, Well, I love my son, but, you know, consequences, right? Also, I'd really like to go to Maui to work on my new book, The Hidden Brilliance of the Empty Mind, How One Mother Got Her Adult Son to Finally Move Out. But 
due to a massive class action lawsuit, it doesn't seem like Margaret will be able to go to Maui anytime soon. In the meantime, Revitalize has been ordered to shut down, its assets now the target of over a dozen various parties. But not everything has been terrible for the old Revitalize gang. For starters, the family of Donnie the driver has received millions of dollars from their GoFundMe page in the wake of Donnie's passing, and Pistol took it upon himself to build a statue of Donnie on his ranch to commemorate his life. Charlotte Dempsey has gone back to work at Whataburger, now the head of their PR department, and has by all accounts been doing really well. I've been doing really well. Working for Whataburger again feels like returning home to a nice loving family that previously cast me out. It's honestly a shame that Olive Garden has that slogan because when you're at Whataburger, you're family. Like, even more so. Pornstop has finally agreed to take down the Harry Boys video channel now that there's no financial incentive. Of course, other men's rights groups have sprung up to fill the void, but so far they're small and relegated to the outskirts of the internet where they may not be able to expand so quickly. Sean awaits his sentencing under house arrest at his father's ranch. But while stuck there, he's been trying to give back in another way. Hey everybody! So, I started this even newer video haul channel because, uh, I've been a jackass to say the least. I was horrible to my mom. Horrible to everyone in my life, really. Including you! With his new video series, Sean decided to try to get at the root of the problem that eventually led to the Battle of the Bald. Look, I remember the day I realized my hairline was receding. Somebody at school pointed it out, said I had a five head. <laughs> Such a succinct numerical jab. Sean still had the overlong, out-of-control hair growth and the sagging face. An independent team of people has been working to find a cure. They seem to believe that the drug's bizarre side effects are accelerated by stress. But in the meantime, Sean wanted his fellow baldies to know that the real work was internal. There's always going to be a certain percentage of people out there who are just pieces of shit about the way people look, you know? My sister Bonnie taught me to say fuck them and to stop playing their game. It gets a little preachy, to be honest. But while the world waits for the real cure, he had found a way to be genuinely useful to other people for the first time in his life. And he also found a way to monetize it. Hi, I'm Sean Applewhite, and I'd like to introduce you to a brand new CBD oil called Flap Cream. So many of my revitalized customers are now experiencing incredible discomfort due to my product's face disfiguring side effects. Well now, they don't have to feel quite so awful because with Flap Cream, the CBD will soothe those hard to reach, crusty, inward facing crevices. Ah, that feels amazing. Hey, hey, son, your skin flaps are looking good today. Son, would you like to come do some grenade therapy? I would love to, Pops. If you call right now and order a can of flap cream, I'll throw in one hour of completely safe grenade therapy with our trained demolition therapists, my father Pistol and sister Bonnie. Hi there, World Wide Web. All the proceeds will go directly toward finding a cure for my previous product's unfortunate side effects. Call the number at the bottom of your screen now, and remember to get a little self-loving in your life. So, it remains unclear if Sean really learned anything from his experience, but he might be heading in the right direction. I personally would not recommend purchasing his new flap cream considering his record of deceiving his customers. I feel like I've explained that in pretty thorough detail, but 
I can't tell you what to do with your money. This has been Battle of the Bald. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with this fascinating recent episode of Well Howdy Houston. Well, howdy, Houston! Brisket McGraw here. I have no doubt that y'all have heard about the recent series of squirrel attacks that have plagued our beautiful city. But today, we have a super special guest who's the lead investigator on the case, Detective Mann. Welcome to the program, Detective. Thank you. So, how exactly does one investigate a What I would like to say is that the investigation is officially closed. It, It is? Yes, we have looked high and low for this highly advanced squirrel militia and determined that they uh, fled the city and will no longer be of any human concern. Oh, well, that's good. But I thought you were investigating this currently. Any further attacks, which appear to be by the unstoppable squirrel army, are merely copycat crimes by foolish humans meant to look like the squirrels. So the matter is officially closed. Right. Excuse me if this is an odd or rude question, Detective, but are you, in fact, not actually a detective, but instead a pile of squirrels operating a dead human corpse? Because you are looking a little purple, and your torso seems to be making a lot of little chirpy sounds. Uh, uh, scatter! Oh my god, gross! The whole body just kind of exploded! Get, get those squirrels! Get them! Get them! Taking my car keys! Oh god, get them! Get them! Battle of the Bald was written and produced by Tyler Eaton, who is me. The whole series was safely recorded during quarantine, mostly in people's closets via Zoom, and in the studio at Paincraft Loft. This episode featured voice acting from Rebecca Usoro, Connor Cacciatolo, Jackie Cation, Eddie Pepitone, Kyle Kinane, Dan Black, Olivia Hill, Shannon D, John Yabez, Alex Rogers, Brandon Raman, and myself. Our thumbnail artwork was done by Ethan Marler. This was the final episode of Battle of the Bald. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you shared the show with your friends, especially the ones who are bald. And maybe leave us a review to help us bring in more listeners. You know, if you if you liked it. If you want to find out more about the show, check out tylereaton.net or find us on Instagram at Battle of the Bald.